everyone, this week we're giving away the excellent World War III Team Yankees starter set from store.ontabletop.com. To have your chance of winning, make sure you drop a comment down below, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So grab a brew, sit back and relax and get ready for some awesome tabletop gaming news, some epic Kickstarters, some truly fantastic 3D stuff, and the most indie of indies of the week. Yes, the weekend starts now. everyone welcome to another weekender i'm lloyd and this week i'm joined by ben to my side somewhere <laughs> jerry down below and we've got free as well hi everybody how is all keeping peeps good good thank yes. you bring yeah. all up for another weekend of mayhem mm. exactly i i can't wait for the puns that are going to come out of this one there seems to be more and more every week so. who it. knows who know. knows what'll come up? Who knows? I know. I am betting that Caesar will come out of a picture at some point with Lloyd with his mug just looking. <laughs> <laughs> he might not. He might not. <laughs> that scene. So it's a good prize this week, peeps. The mm, um, Team Yankee yeah. starter set. That Very ties in so. well with what's been going on recently with Team Yankee, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we've been doing some really good stuff over the last week on Monday. Uh, we caught up and did our own series of videos where we were looking at the book for the new West Germans uh, in, uh, in in Team Yankee World War Three, And also we did a miniature chat as well where um, Justin and John, backed by popular demand, went through the miniatures of the starter set and started tinkering around and thinking about army lists and all sorts of different things. Um, this was all on the, uh, the back of the live launch for the West Germans last weekend from the folks at Battlefront uh, in, in a land down under, far away. Uh, but we uh, followed up on the Monday uh, and did some awesome videos as well. So if you're interested in learning more about the West Germans, we've got two bumper videos for you to go and check out there, which are very, very cool indeed. If you want to see the uh, prime example of what your teacher always said in school, that you'll not always have a calculator and you need to <laughs> then you can see that as well in one of the videos. Yes, yes. Learning maths through the Learning medium of tanks. With, yeah, 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 with John and Justin. Yeah. <laughs> 12, 72, 12 D, 9. <laughs> What was the number yeah. Yeah. speaking of cool things we're gonna have a cool week next week we're gonna have cool. stargrave week here on on tabletop mm. we're gonna yes. be taking through some let's plays we've got interviews with um Joe the writer yeah yep yeah. uh we've got unboxings and all sorts of stuff coming up i think we've got a paint tutorial too we do so yeah, yeah. lots That's of things fancy. to look forward to but we also have prizes. So we're going to be giving away uh, one of each of the three new uh, plastic box sets that came out for the game. So you've got your crew, your mercenaries, and your troopers. And as you can see here, uh, wherever you decide to plonk a comment, or on all three perhaps as well, if you wanted to, uh, you may be in the chance of winning both one of the box sets and also a book at the same time. So you've got options for uh, YouTube on tabletop, and also you've got another uh, sort of a stint at it with the uh, Cult of Games membership as well, which is very awesome. Especially if you're if you're looking to get into it, one of those box sets is enough to get you two crews. Pretty so, much, so yeah. You yeah. can just hammer straight in there with a friend. You don't mm -hmm. need to get anything else. There's there's enough to be going on with. Which one's your favorite? Because we're giving away mercenaries. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just stop. I will stop you there now. Why? Why the mercenaries? Uh, because you can make a chimp. With a gun. That, I knew it was that. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm. I, I'm a simple man with simple tastes in life. 
you know, uh, I quite like the crew set. I think the crew set's pretty good, especially if you're going for something a little bit more fly, Firefly-esque and that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But all of the sets can be mixed, matched with the stuff from uh, Frostgrave and everything as well. So Brilliant. if you want to tinker around, you can definitely do that as well. Yeah, you do uh, yeah. space cultists or, or pick up something weird and wacky like one of the... Uh, snake men sets yeah yeah and have a whole the bunch ghost of archipelago stuff yep yeah. and then just have a whole bunch of that would be awesome oh my snakes. god yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, would. yeah. the so snake you, you, the snake men yeah. the snake the snake ship could be called the ss oh, just there we go <laughs> lots of s oh yeah you're I painting, mean, you, painting you a did, picture already you yeah. you got the first one in before look i did yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strike while the iron's hot huh yeah, yeah. These are all North Star sets we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you just head over here, there is a Stargrave section yep. in the menu somewhere. Because be it's so, right it's bomb. so right. big. Alphabetical. <laughs> got Osprey there. Oh, there Stargrave. <laughs> so you can get the box sets there. You can get the book there. You can also go over to Osprey's website to get the book. Mm-hmm. But the other sets and stuff, like if you zero in on Frostgrave, like stuff there, you could mishmash in with yes. it as well. So you have space hug. space dogs if you want to go knolls and that kind of thing as well. So, it's true. That's a good idea. It's space barbarians, especially <laughs> yeah. because there are um, just space in front of everything. Yeah, there, there are things you can stumble across <laughs> when you're playing Stargrave, including primitives. Yeah, yeah. So you know, having a few spear wielding um, aliens is mm. is handy to have anyway. That's it. And if you have no money at all, just go to the kitchen. Grab mm-hmm. some spuds and stick them on the table, and you've got space buds. <laughs> eh? Awesome stuff. End of the week time. What have we got? What's coming up? What's juicy this week? Right. I've got pick of the indie of the week this week. And you know what I love to see when I head over Kickstarter? And it's not a publisher seal or it's not a giant games company. It's a a name. And a name Mm -hmm. that somebody's put their own brainchild into a Kickstarter to create something magical. And so last year I came across an independent games designer called Ethan. And I found out that um, Ethan threw Kickstarter. So last July, Garden of the Giants was up for the first time, but it sadly didn't get funded. But the idea of a Garden of the Giants beyond Captivate Me. So the Kickstarter was based on children's literature, combining whimsical characters from the likes of Wind of the Willows, ready to explore the corners of a magical garden. Right. So as I said before, what originally drew me to these games was Garden of the Giants. So I'm delighted to say that it's back up on Kickstarter. So Garden of the Giants returned. It's called and it's been fully funded and some so you can pick it up and have a pretty hard copy as well but the rest of ethan's games that he does mm-hmm. uh, ethan runs off his blog, uh, blog super robot bear he's got loads of different types of rpgs so there's loads of different rpgs and some of them are card drafting and they are all printable to play at home so aside from the kickstarter at the minute when they are doing a hard copy this indie specifically is online and you can pay to the um the designer okay. and cool. print and download them there so one so, last chance there go on 
So I see a three links here. So this is his current games then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've yep. got one last chance. Mm-hmm. Um, one last fight, I believe, is mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. And then we've got this other one, Gobs of the Gobs. Gobs of the Gobs. Gobs of the Gobs. So gobs we start, of the Gobs. So we start with one last chance then. So one last chance is actually a successor to the other game, which is one last fight. So oh, we'll start there then. <laughs> Let's start there. Let's start there. Um, it's card drafting um, game, but it's an RPG. So mm-hmm. it's by cards. You do not need a GM. So for me, cool. this yeah. is why I look at this. It's you're posing questions as you draw. and it's a whole experience and adventure through the card drafting and I really love that because it is print and play for Mm -hmm. me someone who's getting into RPGs at the moment it's great for me to kind of get into the mechanics and stuff that I might get asked throughout a game different scenarios helping me build as such Mm -hmm. and it is just I I can't stress enough that it's it's in dollars it's $9.99 and I think that works out something like seven six pounds that's pretty good all downloadable, printable, and you can play it yourself. So it's the, really, really cool. The thing that I quite liked about that, I, and I assume that um, a lot of the artwork that's done by this is either done by Ethan or he, you know, commissions work as well, I would imagine. But yeah. um, I, I love the style of a lot that's been done for this. And I think the, the really nice thing about this one, in particular, this one last fight and that kind of idea of asking questions is something that I think a lot of people struggle with when it comes to diving into a role-playing game for the first time is when someone says, what do you do? And you go, uh, <laughs> yeah. whereas if you've got something like that, which has lots of these different prompts for you, you can dive into something like, like one last fight, as you say, mm-hmm. and play through that adventure. And then when it comes to doing like a big full fledged RPG, you'll have a little bit more of a guideline as to how you go forward and stuff. Yeah. But I like that. It's, it's not just, you know, a set of prompts effectively. It's actually a game built into the, into that as well with proper mechanics and everything as well. So yeah, yeah really cool. And the good thing is, is with all of these games that are up, you don't need to buy anything. You could, you've got yeah. your paper, your pen, your paper, your dice. Mm-hmm. Everything you need is what you'd have in your toolkit anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just you're downloading the story and downloading the game as such just to kind of get used to it. And it, it's, it's again, it's a really but, nice thing to do. Yeah, so Roll20 have a, have a Let's Play of it as well. Mm-hmm. So I've just flipped over there to have a quick look. So, like you say, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so they've done like a digital let's play of yeah. it. Yeah. So each of the characters is represented by cards. Yeah. And then you've got the other thing, and then you've got the encounters that you go into on the way as well. That's really awesome. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a really interesting one, and I, as I said, I've not seen anything like this before, and I really do appreciate when indie designers do release stuff to be printed at home and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily stuffed in this massive box and here you go this is going on your shelf this is the next biggest thing this yeah. is something that you can play at home but the uh, one last chance is the successor to that so it's similar in ways but card drafting more cards and use of your dice as well <laughs> But the current campaign that's on at the minute, Garden of the Giants, has come back. So this, as I said, it looks absolutely beautiful. And I am beyond delighted that this has been funded. <laughs> I am beyond delighted. As am I. I am quite liking the look of this for, for many reasons. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's just the dude himself. Yes, I presume so. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is, because I'm having a quick look through all of the games he does. Yeah. 
And very few of them seem to use the same system. So it's not just, mm. I've yeah. come up with this system and I will now reuse the system. So his mystery, murder mystery adventure, Sleuths, mm-hmm. is, is a D20 system. Yeah. This, you can download the, I assume it's a beta version of the rules, but it seems fairly comprehensive anyway. Uh, mm. And that uses the full set of RPG polyhedrals. Um, the only thing they really have in common is the GMless aspect of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, which, which is nice. Which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Each individual, as you said, Jerry, each individual game is different. It's all focusing mm. around RPG aspects and stepping into the role, but they're all different versions and all fundamentally the fact that you can play them at home and download them. And as well I'm as actually I said, downloading as we speak. <gasps> you are downloading <laughs> the promo. There you go, 24 pages of RPG goodness. Mm. Yeah, so Very the illustrator good. is Ethan's as, Ethan as well. Amazing. There you go. So that's good. Yeah. So he does all the work from start to finish basically at that point that's really but good. it's uh, what i loved about this is that it's it's the creativity behind it is a one-man band yeah. it's the guy yeah. that's taking this at home putting it to kickstarter and i really do appreciate the creativity that's gone into it the different game systems mm-hmm. absolutely celebrate as a as an indie designer yeah what's really gobs nice. of gobs then Gobs of gobs. Have you said? Have you found gobs of gobs yet, Lloyd? Oh yes. <laughs> oh, what do you think of the little goblin? Lovely. He's Thank got one you. of those. Goblin yeah. isn't the goblin sweet. I think he's <laughs> got one of them. Rosy, look at the goblin's feet behind him. Isn't that what he's got up in his video? There was, so, there was a goblin behind him on the, uh, on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but he's also, as I said, he's produced loads of other RPG games like Gobs of Gobs, where players just take the role of goblins within the goblin community. Uh, oh, okay. So the great cool. thing is about these is you can download the rules, the scenarios, the character sheets. Everything is there when you do go to the pay for them. And it's not a fixed price as well. If you do really enjoy the game, you can pay the price for it as well. And you can add a bit, one pound, two pound, just to support the designer as nice. well. Are you planning on gobbling them up? Gobbling them up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, but I do plan on visiting Garden of the Giants, though, without <laughs> I, I really like these kind of smaller indie style RPGs uh, because it does one of the things that I I think maybe, well, I don't think we've lost, but I think has, has been sort of maybe diminished over the last couple of years where we've effectively seen, and there's nothing Pressed. essentially wrong with it, suppressed, yeah. A lot of uh, more bespoke systems have been kind of suppressed, as you say, by mm. 5e dominating thing. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with 5th edition. It's a great system. You know, it's, it's fantastic to see it back and it's been a resurgence of role-playing games. Mm-hmm. But I really like games, especially role-playing games, where they have very bespoke mechanics that work for that game and that world and what you're trying to create. Yeah. So you've got that really awesome kind of, uh, you know, with, with one last fight, that almost sort of dungeon delving, pressing your luck with the card play and that kind of thing and the card drafting, which I think it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And I love that it looks like Gun the Giants has gone that sort of like really in depth to that kind of weird, whimsical thing as well, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also noticed that Ethan does community copies. Community mm-hmm. copies, yeah, he yeah, does. Which, which are currently all claimed, but if people are interested in getting stuff and throw them a couple of extra dollars, it means then there's, there's versions available for free for people who don't have the... Uh, the spare cash to chuck at them, exactly. which is always nice. Those sorts of Absolutely. people that need to use spuds to play Stargrave. That type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> spuds it. on the table. Are you talking about like Charlotte? Sort of potatoes, <laughs> the very small ones. Or That's it. That's big, it. 
big Marish Pipers, big nabbing ones. You can have the big potatoes for the big beasties <laughs> yeah. fight at the end. You can awesome. show wounds by um, shaving bits off them as well. There you go. <gasps> yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I quite like the fact that this is just that one man band thing as well. Yes. I think that's really cool. Uh, we don't get enough of those. I think, uh, I mean, a couple of months ago, I think it was sort of March time, we got to see that massive, um, was it zine quest they did on Kickstarter where um, loads of people banded together to create lots of individual sort of encounters and role-playing games that were all done in like three or four pages and stuff on the, on the system. But we don't see that enough. I don't think no. on Kickstarter nowadays, I think it's fairly dominated, as you said at the beginning by, you know, big publishers and that kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So with, um, with the other stuff being print and play, is the garden of the Giants Returns, is that an actual physical product that you're buying? You can order? get the physical copy, yeah. So yes. you can, there is the option to get the downloadable print and play one, but you can get the hard copy if you choose to opt into Yeah, because the hard copy will look amazing based, it on, does yeah. look gold, you know, yeah. based on flicking through this PDF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if the hard copy comes out looking like that, it looks like a one. I love the artwork. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good layout as well. It is. Yeah. Some things a lot of people uh, mess up on when it comes to rule books and that kind of thing is layout uh, and having the right amount of text on pages and right, you know, images. Enough images is uh, is is something you need to pay attention to. Yeah, so. especially in the wargaming sort of sector, you, they fall foul of here is a big page of text. And nothing yes. else. Or yeah. here's a big page of text and an image on another page. You know, you can do fancy things where you kind of mix them both together. <laughs> cool. But no, very awesome. I really like that. So it's Ethan, uh, Super Robot Bear. Very cool. Um, nice to have it. It's like a, a proper indie. Oh my god, like a literally yes. one person. I, I think did, yeah. I think they've also got uh they've got a blog, uh itchio yes. as well. I think that you can go and check out yeah. too, well, where they're on itchio. Mm. Assuming that's Oh, yes, because they're hosted on Itch.io and then they've got the blog as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're across at the right-hand side of the screen, there's a, a related games bit. And if you click on that, it will then bring up other people who are also on Itch.io. That's awesome. So do RPGs. Yeah. So, you know, you can go down the indie rabbit hole there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perfect. So. Here's this WordPress site. And then here's this Itch.io thing coming up. Look, there's, even, there's even a Viking-style yeah. fifth edition thing as well there. Oh, is there? Where's that at? Yeah, the North, North Sea Saga. Oh. Yeah, so. oh, well, it's Saga for a start, so that's a good... <laughs> <laughs> it's got your favourite uh, word in it. Saga by another word. name, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, one, that one's based with fifth edition as well. But as I said, the, reason, the, the main reason, I really appreciate seeing the one-man band side of things. I really, really do, because they get lost so easily. They do mm. in between the waves that are Kickstarter. It just yeah, yeah. So for such a fantastic um, designer, it definitely deserves to be celebrated. Wicked. Sweet, mm. interesting end of the week. Mm. But next up, it's the news coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the mother. News. <laughs> so yeah, uh, loads of awesome news from this week in wargaming and tabletop goodness. So we start off with 1898 Miniaturas, who we have looked at in, in the past before, but they are back with a fantastic new set of 28 mil miniatures for those people that want to dive into playing as the French Foreign Legion on the tabletop. 
Um, so if like me, uh, you want to be uh, friends with Connor and Benny and uh, go gallivanting in Egypt uh, from the start of The Mummy, uh, then you can uh, do so because they have put together a set of really awesome new miniatures for that period of sort of around the 1900s, start the 1900s, where you're playing as the French foreign agent on the tabletop. Uh, this is a very awesome new set from these guys, all metal miniatures, which is fantastic. Yep. Uh, you can get a selection of different packs. So you've got firing options, marching, skirmishing, and also patrolling troops as well. So however you want to set them up in your games, be them as part of a mass battle force, or maybe as individual squads on the tabletop, you can definitely do so. Um, really fantastic sculpting, once again, uh, from those folks over at 19, uh, sorry, 1898 Miniaturas. Uh, and uh, yeah, loads of character baked in, into all of the miniatures that we're seeing here, which is very cool to see. Um, I wonder what scale these are in terms of like how big or tall they are. Could you mix these in with um, the Les, Greg, Les Grognard stuff from War games, war games Atlantic. War games Atlantic. They won't be as chunky. Yeah, because um, because I do have a selection of um, their pike and shot figures, so they are they're about the same size as foot sore for scaling. So fairly robust. At yeah. The so yeah, uh, but yeah, so you can either get them as I was saying as part of these individual yeah, packs so you're seeing here. When um, you say fairly robust kind of small if you're if you were thinking of doing like alternative 40k army type stuff they're a bit small for that then yeah, yeah they wouldn't work for that but they'd be uh, a nice metal suit for pretty much any of the historical mm. ranges out there this is my favorite set really love this one the, the skirmishing I'll one say skirmishing, yeah yeah excellent you just need a bunch okay. of algerians <laughs> yeah coming 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 out of the yeah. desert on yeah. uh, camels and horses and attacking yeah. I really um, like the different. They've, they don't seem like copies. There's there's loads yeah, of different poses. There's loads characters. of different heads. There's loads of yeah, mm -hmm. individual uniqueness yeah. about. Uh, you can also get yourself a premium collection set, uh, which comes with all of the miniatures that are available as of now, uh, mm. which is based on the bow. Jest, Beau Jest, Beau Jest. Uh, yep. books Beau and TV TV series mm. uh, from back in the annals of history. Or you mean the period, not the yes, TV yeah. series? Because yeah, yeah. I watched the TV series when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I just, hey, so, that's pretty so, sweet. All about yeah, yeah. forty-seven euros. Yeah, and yeah, you get that, that special good. character, special miniature as well, based on the, one of the uh, one of the brothers from the show. Mm. I would imagine because oh. um, I was doing a little bit of reading about it. Uh, seems like a really awesome little book series, and I think it's like there's a, a film that's generally considered the best one is the 1930s version of it. I think it is. That's the Gary uh, Cooper one. Yeah, because apparently the 1960s one changes loads and nobody liked it, <laughs> whereas the 1930s one was a, a very cool. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, which cool. one is. Cooper, Cooper bridged that gap, so I can't imagine he would have been in the sixties. Well, mind you, but yeah, but yeah the, the, from a book series from the nineteen from the early nineteen hundreds, which is cool. So, yeah. well, late nineteen hundreds. Yeah. The TV <laughs> series was particularly good. If anybody can find that, I think it was a BBC one. Memory serves. I used to watch it after Sherlock ah. Holmes. Um, but yeah, the it, it was really nice. It was just a little one shot <laughs> mini series, just about the very cool the book. Uh, which is just you know three brothers signed up and and, and joining the fray, and uh, you know really nice figure, especially if you're planning on playing, because even you could probably shoehorn them into World War One, fairly yeah. convincingly. The the outfits and equipment is about right, mm -hmm. and because the Foreign Legion took 
anyone. Um, you've got some really interesting things. So like the most American fighters who signed up when they were still neutral in sort of 1914 ended up joining the French Foreign Legion because they, they didn't worry about what nationality you were. It was a, always a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I say, you know, you don't have to play historicals with it either. You no, can you play as pulp. O'Connor or Benny and you can oh, go hunting mummies in the desert. So. Go, f- <laughs> go Philly Pulp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely Benny, you. you're on the wrong side <laughs> of the river. <laughs> oh, so that was a 1898 Minichuras. Am I saying that right? Minichuras. Minichuras. That's like Spanish for miniatures then, is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, yes. See the smarts yes, yeah. there? That, that's my university education kicking in. Nice. What's up next, peeps? I hand it over to the emergency room for me. So Rush MD from Arctic the Games, he takes place into a high-stress environment. So one to four players are required to work collaboratively, okay? Not against each other, collaboratively. Treat loads of different patients as if you were in your own well-oiled team of doctors. So players will be put under pressure of time constraints, working closely with a lovely hourglass, counting seconds down of time to failure whilst the life of the patient is in your hands don't know about you guys <laughs> but time stuff freaks me out I, i'm usually oh, yes. put in an absolute yeah. frenzy because i forget that i have to actually do something instead of watching sand go through an hourglass but mm-hmm. um it's a real life incorporation of egg timers is one way sure to freak me out but why i just get <laughs> panicked and i start paying more attention to how long i have left rather than paying attention yeah. to the game but because the game is collaborative it takes off a bit of the pressure as you start tending to the patients as well this so is play- interesting as well oh the syringes yes it's pretty cool so there's loads your, of different your stuff tokens and stuff in there that's yep. just gonna freak me right out <laughs> <laughs> But the players take the role on as a doctor and the nurses here and there and like a well-equipped medical centre, unlike no other. So the place is kitted out to deal with a range of different types of ailments, starting the process from admitting the patient, diagnosing them and treating them. So I do expect to actually treat them. I don't think there is an option. <laughs> past prescribed medicine. There you go. Here is your prescription. But uh, each task will need to be passed on to the next person and you'll need to work together to ensure that your patient is in and out before the timer runs out. So Very cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool. No, um, no a pandemic expansion in the works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that Artipia did um, Kitchen Rush as well beforehand, which is very much like uh, there's a video game where you all have to be chefs to try and cook food at the same time kind of thing. And it's very, very fun, but yes. very frantic. Oh, and yeah. I, I played Kitchen Rush a couple of years ago at Essen, and my God, it was a stressful environment. So I can't oh. imagine how it's going to be ramped up with one that's based around a surgery room and a... Oh, <laughs> not really time. There's not enough time. Just wheel no. them into the corridor and leave them. Where, where does his heart go? This is, this is yeah. exactly why. So I'm, I'm, I've got this on pre-order at the moment and this is going to be a board game that I'm getting my partner involved in. Why? Because we mm. played Overcooked. Do you know that's Overcooked? The one I was talking, that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. Overcooked, Overcooked yeah. not long back. And, and we were bitter afterwards. We were vile. <laughs> it, and it, it was just... A partner Ruiner, oh, it so. was. And I was just telling him that he didn't chop his tomatoes fast enough. And he was having a go at me that I didn't have a plate quick enough. Yeah. And I could see this going the exact same way. Exactly, so yeah. the fast paced ticking does emulate the chaos of an emergency room as well, which I quite like. And using the hourglasses are the worker placements. So you use those as where you're going. 
both oh. the doctor and the nurse. Oh. Yeah, which and is then while you cool. tip it over for like their lengths of kind of have to do that particular task. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you've got the round only lasts four minutes and there's four rounds to a game. So there's going to be a nice 16 minute frenzy um, when I play for sure. But we all know uh, I'm definitely going to give this a, because it is one to four players. I'm going to give this a solo go to pro it before <laughs> I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, stress out at least I could be into control of it so there are like surgical procedures as well and then that the doctors do and the nurses need to provide the equipment for the patient to be healed up there's a lot going on and you've not got long to do it but I can imagine it is going to be a lot of fun Very always cool. adding time bounds into games mm. changes them massively yeah and and you really see people just well, like you say, freaking out whenever the, the time is running down. Um, that's <laughs> really interesting because it, it changes the dynamic of a game. If people have oh, yeah. infinite amount of time to think about their turn, there's a lot of head scratching and mm, what if I do well, perhaps. And that can suck the life out of a game very quickly. <laughs> but whenever you add something like this in, uh, no analysis paralysis no, here. You, yeah, you yeah. got to go. And, and you know, yeah. there's none of the, oh, was that the best? move i could have made it was exactly. like that was yeah. the move i'm making and, and yeah. now it's on to you no, nothing but, beats for me the the frantic nature of these kind of games because there's one called escape curse of the temple where you have right. to roll dice to get through rooms and then run through each room and in the background there's a dvd playing a well a cd playing a soundtrack mm -hmm. and when like you hear a drum beat you have to uh well you have to like get out of rooms quickly before you get into the other ones but dice lock with various symbols as you're rolling them. Uh, and I have never seen someone more stressed than when all of their dice were locked, bar one, and they're rolling frantically going, just be a bloody monkey. <laughs> this one, though, could be cool for like a bit of role play as well at this period of time, because you could have your mates around and you could all be you wearing your masks on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you have your wee tub of sanitizer in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> just keep sanitizing as you play. It's okay. actually the perfect game for you, That's Lloyd. A, get a light over the top on a magnifying glass and things like yeah. that. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, you're, doing sure. all, you're doing all your safety gear as part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> this is just your excuse to come in wearing scrubs, isn't it? Oh, Gloves. Just every day. Every day is like that. I'm going to be like Michael Jackson soon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, looks really interesting and it's definitely, if you are looking at getting this game, it's definitely going to cause some arguments without a doubt. But that's all the best fun of it. That is all the best exactly. fun of it. Moving on, we've got some stuff coming out of Mantic that looks pretty sweet. Mm, they have put a host of stuff up for pre-order from their terrain crate range. Um, so Mantic have been quietly building up possibly one of the most comprehensive selections of terrain and scattered terrain for 28mm gaming over the past couple of years. And uh, these are the last terrain creek Kickstarter sort of hitting uh, actual retail for people who weren't in there. So they've been slowly dripping this out in a variety of collections and they go from the massive Gothic manor down to the teeny tiny spooky woods uh, and everywhere in between. So there's a variety of sort of uh, boxes available which can contain a, a handful of items for a very specific thing like the spooky woods it's just six woods a couple of tree stumps and some toadstools or the gothic manor contains uh, a whole raft of bits and pieces to fully decorate your interiors from grand pianos down to uh candelabras and chairs uh, or there's a, a delightful i'm going to say anywhere from the 70s 
back to the twenties sort of house there. You know, you can you can add <laughs> add your scatter train yeah. in, um, uh, which is really handy, especially for games like The Walking Dead. It's obviously ideal for, but even yeah. things like Bold Action, I picked up a load of this for Walking Dead for Bold Action and that sort of thing. Because mm -hmm. when you start getting into houses and rooms, or even just going down a street, having you know a couple of beds being used as a barricade is more interesting than another set of jersey barriers you know a concrete mm. barricade slung across the road you can really i saw visualize your tabletop i saw someone had done a diorama for bolt action where they'd done the side of an exploded house mm. and the the contents had all like spilled out and there was like a, a bathtub upturned on the road they were hiding behind That's stuff. Awesome. Really cool. yeah. yeah and the nice thing is with these um i don't know if all of it's out yet there may still be releasing bits and pieces into the market but where you see that really nice house set and then mm -hmm. the the kitchen and all of that and it's all beautiful and pristine there's also exploded versions of those awesome so if you are playing world war ii or but it moderns whatever yeah. you, you happen to yeah. be playing about with you can have the destroyed damage versions you can have the the sink is is smashed in half with the other half lying at the the base of the the pedestal and uh so you can have whatever you That's need really cool. whether you want to have the the house fully furnished and beautiful or whether you want to show that it's been through a, a devastating post-apocalypse uh, and these bits and pieces just it really adds to the tabletop so you, you get bored after a while or at least i do okay. seeing just the same thing splattered onto the table you know oh i've got fences everybody's got fences or hedges fences <laughs> and hedges yeah. just going you know what we're going to drag the sofa out and stick it across the bang <laughs> a couple yeah. of wicker baskets there and away you go yeah. Are they destroyed versions a different product or do they come as part of the same? No, they're, they're a different product. So I don't know if it's already out on the... Uh, I don't believe I had, they're on their web store at the moment. Look, yeah, because uh, I had no, a quick look there and they weren't no, there. So, so. so they're, they're still coming because I've, I mean, I've got those in the box behind me. I'm not um, going to I'm not gonna pretend that I'm not going to be a di bit disappointed if that toilet lid doesn't open. <laughs> the toilet left the toilet doesn't open but it does come with a choice of cisterns depending whether you've got a, la la. an early 1900s <laughs> oh, you know chain pull up the wall or if you've got a, a more modern fancy one be careful what you wish for though because like you don't always want the toilet lid to open no right. that's true warren and me were in b and q one day it was a hardware store here in the uk <laughs> And we were looking at, I don't remember why, we were looking at toilets, trying to change toilets somewhere. And we literally walked over to this one and Warren started to lift the lid and the salesman run over really quick and slammed his foot down on the lid. He said, oh, don't open that. Don't open that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? My kid had had a jump in the toilet and it was just sitting, it was just sitting there. No way. Yeah, hadn't cleaned it up or anything. Yeah, at least, uh, you know, as Jerry said, at least they used of the facilities. <laughs> Didn't yeah, just drop one off on the floor. Yeah. They've been yeah. potty trained, but not which room to be potty trained in. Yeah, I know. Not yeah. when there's working plumbing involved. Yeah. <laughs> they can't be expected to know everything. No. But, uh, yeah. They've got quite a massive catalogue on them. Um, yeah. train crate haven't they i mean i saw the camping stuff not long ago as well there's loads mm. of stuff coming yeah out. yeah there's a whole host of stuff the original set they did was uh fantasy based so lots of dungeon crawlery bits and pieces mm -hmm. uh and it was a mixture of uh i'm gonna say softer pvc plastic so fairly robust but a lot a lot of the finer pieces like uh candles or uh, torture devices or mirrors tended to warp a bit which meant you have to break out the hot water to straighten them uh the new range this current crop of train crate that we're looking at is still 
PVC, but much harder. Um, so sort of crisper and less bendy when you get it, uh, meaning you can use it without too much hassle. When yeah. you, you Very good. Get okay. it the other thing is, yeah. with that bathroom set, is you can change the period depending on what color you paint it. You yeah. can paint it green. You can't paint it avocado. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> well, you could, paint it, you could paint it pink. There's been pink ones out in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think I've seen blue sets. Well, my favorite is definitely the old green set. Do yeah, your old granny's yeah. house. Yeah. That's it. What were they ever thinking of flipping green? You toilet? don't have to clean it as much. That's, the- <laughs> That's it, I think. That's a tremendously bad uh, idea. Uh, yeah. Moving us on, moving us yeah. on quickly. You've taken out too, you've taken out too far, Ben. <laughs> oh. Aside from that, aside from dirty baths, um, I have really enjoyed looking at the new releases coming out on a weekly basis from uh, TT Combat. So last Friday, along with some brand new terrain kits, we saw some new battle cruisers coming from Drop League Commander. And they've been on pre-order all week and they're ready to be released today. So there are four new uh, battle cruisers coming from TT Combat today. So you've got the Senator Battle Cruiser, and you can build them um in two different ways. You can build it as the Senator or the I want to say Trimvia class. Uh, the hematite, the Trimvia. Is this the two versions of it here then? Ah, uh, yes. So if you go onto the uh, TT Combat website and you can see them next to each other, I've added it in there. The ah, there you go. Yeah, there we'll, we'll you go with go. <laughs> Triumvir, I suppose, like Triumvir. Triumvir, yeah. Triumvir. Yeah. Um, and that contains BH. Uh, which, which one do you want me to click? Oh, any at all. Go on the Senator. I like the Senator. The Senator ones are really nice. So that includes a resistance battle cruiser. So you can build that over as this. There you go. Perfect. Oh, I see. As someone pointed out, the resistance sure have managed to uh, um, get a bit of a glow up from their. Uh, yeah, <laughs> their, they've the, got the, new sculpts. Yeah, from their. Yeah. Uh, their existing range of ramshackled vehicles on the planet mm. surface. But, you know, the time, the, the storyline has moved on. The, the timeline has moved on. They've managed to reclaim all these ships from the different shipyards and stuff and bring them mm. back together, which is really cool. Yep. Um, oh, there some stonking ships. Almost I almost know, to put together my fleet. They are. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's blowing my mind about Drop Fleet Commander. And their mm. diversity of releases are so different because you see so many different uh, kind of vehicle games as such. And they all look fundamentally the same vehicle, but mm. slightly different. You can really see the factions between each individual one here. And, yeah, yeah, and definitely. not just the build, but the the the, the different build itself. You, mm. They look like two different ships. It's not just a mm. random little gun put on. It's a It's two very much mm. so different ships. yeah yeah the silhouette completely changes whenever yeah. They, yeah. they go into the the second yeah. version it's very the cool. second form i suppose you can tell that they're still uh, i mean obviously i think dave's still working in the background on this mm. and stuff for tt combat but you can tell that he's still got his creative edge on because when you look at all this the stuff for the fluff on these there's normally like a couple of different paragraphs of text of how exactly this fits into the world and how it works yeah. which is uh, very very dave so <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's yeah. pretty sweet because that's not much of a change, but putting on the two different sides it's does enough to yeah. change that profile quite, quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. But these PHR resin are things, still amazing. Uh, yeah, these are resin. Yeah. Yeah, resin. Yeah. All the big ships resin, all the littler ships plastic. That is the way so, yeah. it's. But, yep, you've got the Pompeius Battlecruiser, the Shadow Battlecruiser. That contains the Scout Battlecruiser as well, but as part of either a Shadow or Umber class. <clears throat> 
Sorry, mm-hmm. my voice is going. Um, and the final one that is out this week is the Rome Battle Cruiser, and that one is actually my favourite. Mm-hmm. The Rome Battle Cruiser, and it includes uh, if you scroll down a little bit, Lloyd, a little bit there, the Rome Battle Cruiser. <laughs> oh, I think pretty- that wow. is incredible. It is very, very cool. So that includes one UCM Battlecruiser and it's able to be built as a Rome or Venice class. That's awesome. Two different ones there. But they are very unique, aren't they? I love that the UCM ships go very much for that um, kind of look of the the Marines and stuff in in Halo where the ship is effectively just a big gun. Yeah, (laughs) it does, doesn't it? Because that that would basically be an assault rifle for any alien race in like 32 mil or something but uh <laughs> i don't think i own a battle cruiser for oh have you seen them? shiny yes. object no note the word there yet yeah because yeah. yeah. <laughs> i have battle cruisers for the the scourge and for the uh post-humanity fleet mm-hmm. but i don't think i've got one for oh. ucm Next up, then. Next up. Yeah. Not next up. I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this does a pre-order. How the game is played. That is how yeah. the game is played. Yeah. Uh, so next up, uh, we're heading over to the folks from Osprey Games, uh, who have done some fantastic work in the board and card game sector. But one of the card games that I am particularly interested in uh, coming up very, very soon at the end of May is Imperium, uh, which comes with two versions yeah. of it. So there's Classics and there's also Legends. Uh, so Classics uh, contains the races of the Carthaginians, the Celts, the Greeks, the Macedonians, or Macedonians, however you want to say it, Macedonians. Um, <laughs> Persians, Romans, Scythians, and Vikings. What were you going to say there, Lloyd? Oh, never mind. Never mind. The moment has passed. (laughs) I was Uh, going to drop a joke, but the moment's passed then. You keep too late. I I blasted past your joke. It's too late for the big Macians. It's all gone. It's too late. God. Uh, And then Legends comes with the Arthurians, the Utopians, and the Atlanteans, which are more fantastical mythological races. But you've also then got the Egyptians, Morians, the Minoans, the Olmec, and the Chin as well. Uh, Now, it should be noted out, that seems like a lot of factions. That's because every single one of these plays very differently from the others and has their own asymmetrical play style. And you know how much I like asymmetrical gameplay. Fantastic. Um, Classics is kind of like your standard set that you can pick up. Both of them play off the same rule set, but Legends includes a few more extra sort of like complicated mechanics here and there for each of the individual factions. So maybe start with Classics and then graduate up to Legends if you really like it. As I say, there's eight factions per set anyway. So as it stands, there's a lot of replayability within these sets regardless Mm -hmm. when you sit down to play with two to four players. Um, Gameplay... It's based around the idea of uh, sort of deck building and empire building. Um, so if you're familiar with games like Seven Wonders or Dominion uh, and, and games of that ilk, you're playing in sort of a similar vein to that. So you have your own deck of cards for your individual civilizations, and then there's be a deck of cards in the center of the table. And as you grow your empire and leave from sort of barbarism through to building empires and that kind of thing, you'll be adding them into your tableau of cards, which will get you points throughout the games. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, one of the big things about this uh, is that kind of asymmetrical element to the gameplay. And I love that 
each of them is going to play very differently. It also means that when you sit down, sit down and play the game with your friends, I really like the idea that you could either play it in a couple of different ways. So you could either be like, man, I really love playing as the Celts. I'm always going to play as the Celts. Or you could be like, we're going to mix these up and we're going to deal them out to each person individually on the table. And then you'll get to you know play with whatever you get. So maybe this time you get Scythians, maybe this time you get Romans, etc. Which I think is going to be very, very cool for replay value. Um, it may look slightly daunting, um, as I, I watched the John Gets Games um, sort of playthrough and tutorial that we've uh, got on the, the link there as well. Uh, and I was kind of scratching my head for a little bit to begin with, but I'm fairly sure it's going to be one of those games where once I get it down on the table myself and I've watched through that video maybe another time, maybe, uh, when I'm not doing where, something where else, I when this? I should be working, and you scroll down, video? scroll down, yeah. scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, there we okay. go. Here we go. Let's bring this up. So John Gets Games is very, very good, but I was watching this video while... I was meant to be working. Um, so that's probably why I didn't fully take in what was happening with this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, this is a very comprehensive run through of the game. It sort of takes you through the first few initial turns as well. So uh, make sure to go and check this out. And it's definitely going to be one of those that I think is going to be a hit for a lot of people. Um, it features that amazing artwork by, uh, as the moniker is, the Miko, uh, as a fantastic artist who has worked for a range of different companies over the last couple of years. Done some really nice um, sort of unique uh, artwork for this that adorns every single one of the cards and each of the different factions as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. My friend has already been talking about it non-stop for two weeks. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm probably going to get a chance to play it myself very, very soon as we are now able to go and sit around tables and play board games together, which has been very fun. Um, what I love about Imperium is that if you're playing this as a solo player, you've got a lot of content to get through. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. especially yeah. compare that with the legend set mm -hmm. you've got a lot to get through so that as a solo yeah. play you've got so much time and yeah. you can put a lot into it as well yeah. and there's the, the interesting thing with the solo element to that as well is that um you, you obviously play as one of the individual factions but they've actually put cards in there for like a solo um player almost mm. for you to go up against so you've got someone that's sort of, sort of competing against you even like, AI, kind of like, like a card engine yeah which is really yeah. nice well, they've done that before with roman rule Yes, where they they have the the AI as a, a distinct yeah. personality because you've got that asymmetric mm -hmm. gameplay. So having a, a standard, this is what you're going to do, doesn't always make sense. So yeah, it's nice to see that really continue cool. that over. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, as I say, going to be out very, very soon, end of the month. Uh, you'll be able to pick up both Classics and Legends. Uh, I'm really liking the look of this. Looks like it's going to be a big, meaty uh, card game to dive yeah, into, um, full of amazing artwork, cool mechanics and that kind of thing as well. Uh, and yeah, it's going to continue the trend of Osprey Games making amazing board and card games. They've done it before in the past with uh, with London, yeah. one of my favourites. High Society as well, also very good. So, uh, uh, and of yeah. course, the Undaunted series as well. So, oh, wow. check that out. At John gets games mm -hmm. on YouTube. Definitely go and check it out. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a watch it play tutorial in the future as well. So mm -hmm. keep an eye out for that too. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, peeps. Onwards and upwards or in this case, onwards and forward in time, away from the ancients and into the 1600s. Explore the new world. <laughs> well, more conquer the new world. Conquer the new world. Yeah. We have bang sticks. <laughs> we, we know when the sky will darken, for God is angry. Uh, War Games Atlantic have been showing off the uh, first painted models for the Conquistador set. That's about to go into tooling. Uh, so if people have ever 
wanted to have massively expanded pants like that of Blackadder, <laughs> then they can now do this on the tabletop uh, with a whole range of Spaniards. I dream of expanded pants. Though. Expanded pants I are know. great. If you want to go full Lord Flashheart, then this oh, is Oh, yeah, woof. woof. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> So the, the set, we haven't been told the exact breakdown of what's going to be in the set yet. Uh, it will be multi-part plastic, as is always the case, mm-hmm. uh, with enough stuff in there to allow you to make a range of pike, sword, great sword, muskets, nice. um, sword and shield. So, you know, you've got various combinations um, to make uh, turkeys. If you want to go that way, if you want to do uh, New World Conquests, they're also working on the Aztec set. In fact, I think the Aztec set is possibly already in tooling, so these may come out. Coming up quite soon. Yeah, yeah. To, together. Um, but if you want to play stuff that's not in the New World, these will work equally well for uh, Tudor England. So Henry VIII oh, yeah. and Elizabeth, you can play uh, the Elizabethan Wars in Ireland. You break out the Dark Age Irish set that they do would be very good for that. For your Cairns, you just need some gallow glass then with uh, massive DNXs to smash their heads in. <laughs> um, or you can do Border Reavers uh, if you want to take things up to Scotland around the marches and do the the, the Scots against the uh, English fighting there. These would also be very, very good for that. You may find a few bits and pieces of kit, maybe slightly more uh, Spanish-based, but the majority of the, the arms and armament and clothing is is equally good for, for both uh, in and around that and it's mm. just it's it's a terrific looking set and really weird that i say really weird it's not because this seems to be the way war games land to go they pick a section of time and uh and space that hasn't been really covered and then make some really terrific plastic box sets and mm. again instead of recovering you know we're not we're not getting another set of swiss pikemen um, for the umpteenth time, they've gone, no, what if we do <laughs> conquistadors instead? You're going, yes, yeah. why has nobody done this before? Um, exactly. So it's really, really great to see that. I think they're, they're for a company that only founded three years ago. Something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they've just hit their 20th box set released and they've Amazing. got, like a, I think, a dozen due this year. They are hammering them out across mm. a whole range. And, and I think they're... I think they're getting out their um, Romans and uh, more of their sci-fi in the next yeah, two so, weeks, I think. As uh, well. so, late Romans, so Romano-British slash Byzantium uh, infantry will be coming out and uh, the female uh, version of the Eisenkern, Eisenkern yeah. uh, are coming. Yeah. So uh, they used to be, I think they were Panzerjägers. Uh, when they they're were also, first done by Mark Mondragon. So. They're also working on a set of Weirdly enough, Landsneck uh, ogres as well. So <laughs> yeah, they they, they so, did a yeah. they did a, an online vote for people to, to submit ideas for uh, what they want to see as an upcoming kit. Outs. They've obviously got their their list of stuff they are working on, and they went, you know, <laughs> what do you want us to make next? And it could have been anything fantasy, sci-fi, or historical. And then they they hope to get you know some. Um, sort of suggestions they ended up with i think over 1600 individual unique suggestions i feel totally let down i thought did i not tell everyone at home to help me out here and go alternative crude did i not say that on the show yeah you did Uh, no what they what they have said because uh the the lucky winner um he went for his lunch next uh, ogres and is getting them which is very good because i have a couple of those from other companies already so it'd be nice to uh, increase my amount of ogre yeah 
some people are going off on one because you know, oh, mine didn't even make it to the list. You know, I suggested blah blah blah. Right, tell and me you, about didn't, it. you didn't even put it on the list. <laughs> now, what they came back and said was the reason it's not on the list is we're already making that. It's in development, and therefore there's no <laughs> point in getting people to vote on things. Yeah. So potentially your bird alien crit things may already be. Who planned. knows? Yeah. Who uh, knows? Who I imagine knows? they're not, mind you, because uh, hard new son. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's another fantastic box set from. Uh, uh, as as we were saying before the show, uh, we were saying that these would be fantastic for those who were looking to maybe dive back into the old world and do some kind of like dogs of war empire yep. style stuff as well. Yeah, so if you don't want to pay twelve pounds per figure for Pratzo's Lost <laughs> exactly, Legion, yeah. then you can certainly do that. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, no worries about having to mm, hoke around on eBay anymore. Yeah. So, I think they'd make cracking fantasy armies. Yeah, yeah. So they'd be oh, good yeah. for it'd be good for Kings of War as well. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah, great for, yeah. And then yeah, or, I was Rodri. thinking, based on some of the helmet choices, you know, that are mm -hmm. in here, if you're going down the fantasy route, I wonder what these are like in terms of size compared to the North Warriors then from Fireforge to I try think... and round these out with maybe some kit bash and to do like some alternatives and things just to, just to mix cool. match that up a wee bit. Possibly a little smaller, but if you give me a second. Yeah, I think the ones from Fireforge are a bit more... I guess you'd say heroic would be the because these these portion. this particular set is a lot more heroic in proportions than their historical stuff that comes yes. out of Fireforge. Mm -hmm. These guys are yes. chunky. They're quite uh, stocky, aren't they? I'm, I'm just I'm just double checking because I I know somebody who's put up a picture of scale so, comparison of their stuff. Yeah. They have a few boxes on here of them, but I was just wondering. Oh, I wonder if you could mix and match some of that just to get some more gang mm. yeah, some more okay. individuality on it because like they've got the. Because I'm awfully tempted by this range, and I'm kind of thinking, "Ooh, a mash of the two yeah. might give me a real cool army." I will say <laughs> they, they will be slightly smaller, but there's no reason why you couldn't, because yeah. it's not so massively differently scaled. And it's also a fantasy it, army, so yeah, even if you could just do head swaps or arm swaps or something like that, perhaps oh, yeah. just to mix them up a wee bit, just to make your life complicated. <laughs> the, the nice thing is if you're picking up any of those plastic kits there are always more than enough bits i, I oh, think yes. um yeah. normally you're looking at like 12 to 13 heads for mm. five bodies six bodies kind of thing for um they, for war games atlantic so you 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 will have plenty of spares they've also said that there's a secret section of the sprue that hasn't as far as I'm aware, been revolt, uh, revealed yet, uh, mm. which is going to have secret things on it that they've not talked about. So they like a, one yeah. secret bird alien, uh, right? I was corner. thinking maybe it'll be laser guns. <laughs> so, not beyond the realms of possibility. They do like doing quirky things like that. So they I mean, they do look like a bit of a mob. You could switch out one of those spears for a pitchfork or a. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah, look yeah. like a pretty decent mob as well. So. Yeah. On the topic of fantasy armies, then, mm. GW have been hard at work bashing out more stuff. They have, yes. Yeah. Um, this is so, um, stuff they revealed last Saturday, then, is it? Yep. So this is from their uh, pre-order reveals over the weekend um, for this weekend. So by the time you're seeing this, you'll only have a few hours left to wait before these arrive on, on our web store on Store on Tabletop oh, yeah. in the morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. So yeah. <laughs> we're all in, in grey this week. Oh, sorry, free, guys. So, yeah, okay. No one just am turn the saturation down on your TV okay. sets and we'll all be in grey. Yeah. Am I back to front or am I the right way around? You're the right way around. Right way around. Right way around. Oh. Okay. Am I back to uh. front? <laughs> <laughs> oh, on my screen. On my screen. Am I, am I a real human? <laughs> 
That's like yeah. an ambulance. It's all written the wrong way around for me for some <laughs> reason. Uh, but yes, so we're going to see the release, uh, well, the pre-orders anyway, for a lot more of the Soulblight Gravelords. So you'll be able to pick up a new start collecting set for the uh, the aristocracy of the night. So this uses the... Oh, thank the... God. Thank God. It's covered in bat wings. That'll save me <laughs> some money. <laughs> so this goes back to including the Grave Guard, who are one of the older kits. They're back in force here as part of this army. You've also then got the uh, the Black Knights as well at the back. Um, the big new miniature in this set is the, the white on the skeletal steed in the middle, uh, oh, which yeah. is a available only within this set at this particular moment but it will be available separately in the future i have the separate releases i have pretty much this set you bought because i'm fairly sure you bought the set that came out before this i did i did buy the set that came out before this and never built a damn thing because i went off that wings just as i bought the bloody thing (laughs) well but but so i've saved some money there this weekend after squeezing me last weekend because I have a set of those flipping skellies and it coming to me from stored oh. on tabletop.com. <laughs> yeah, you're He's the only up. one. Yeah. You're Is the only that... one that's left, Ben. I mean, I, I've got Rush MD. Yeah, Lloyd's literally going out and buying heads from that. And then you've got Drop Fleet. So what, yeah. what's on the card for you? To... Never. I bought Eldar at <laughs> the weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't last long. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, in addition to the Soulblight Gravelords and that new start collecting set, we've also got the release of some more of their new characters and a couple of new units as well. So you've got Bella Dama Volga who is coming in with the kind of all sort of like that lichen curse theme going on mm-hmm. within the Soulblight Gravelords. She's the uh, sort of leader of the family. Um, and legend tells that that wolf mount that she is on there was one of her suitors that got turned into a beast for displeasing her back in the old days. So, Ever yeah. since one of you said she looks like Lady Elena from Game of Thrones, I can't understand. <laughs> yes. She survived <laughs> all the terrifying events of Game of Thrones. That's what it? happens when yeah. you try and poison a vampire. Exactly. Yeah. Sticks yeah. through the heart, cut the head off. Ah, spoilers, it. people. Spoilers. Oh, God. Uh, this then means that you'll be able to put together a properly beastly faction of the Soulbite Gravelords nice. because uh, her family, her lineage, has access to lots of beasts, rules to go around them. So you've got I the new Direwolf set that we've seen before, uh, which was revealed uh, through one of their Warhammer previews. Uh, we've also got the return of Radokar the Beast, who is ready to rampage across the battlefield. So you can have Bella Dama at the back, sort of like directing things from uh, behind the ranks of, uh, of her undead, and then Radokar charging forward, smashing things apart. Um, as someone pointed out, annoyingly to me, on Facebook, it looks less like a wolf and more like a chicken man. And now all I can see is chicken man. So there we go. Um, yeah. But this is supposed to be a wolf. It doesn't look like a wolf. It's like a lycanthrope again, sort of going through. The, the so. problem is, and um, it's the fact that Colored the bottom half of his legs yes. brown into yeah. ochre brown. It looks like little chicken feet. It looks it like chicken does. feet. If yeah, that was, if he was all grey or all flesh coloured or whatever it is, that would be fine. Yeah. But they chose to do that because <laughs> exactly. it's well known fact that wolves have very dark lower legs. You see it all the time. Mm. Well, here, look, uh, look at that. Gee. Oh yeah. Uh, as well as Belladama and Radokar, we've also got two new characters as well. Again, we've seen these previous couple of months ago. We've got Kritza, the Rat Prince. Uh, so Kritza was one of the nobles underneath Radokar in the cursed city of Ulfenkarn, who didn't fare too well. Uh, Radokar fed on him and chucked him into the sewers, where he managed to escape through the pipes and stuff like that. Um, he then managed to subsist down in the darkness on rats and other foul creatures and yeah. has now found his way back to the surface as a vampire once more. Uh, and as you might imagine, he may have uh, 
got some powers from his. Well, he uh, seems to have got some money because he's got very oh, yeah. swanky, <laughs> very swanky <laughs> clothes. Yeah. Yeah. When you crawled out of a sewer, when, when you're a vamp, when you when you suddenly realise you're one of the undying vampire lords of the night, you I'm fairly sure you can basically ask like, for money. Um, I like so. the fact that he's still got his half waiters on though. Exactly. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's been pushing a bunch of those big fat balls around there. <laughs> um, so yeah, he can draw on the power of rats and turn into a swarm so he can vanish throughout the, the battlefield and appear somewhere else, which is really awesome. Cool. Love the kind of theme to that. Then you've also got Lady Annika, the Thirsting Blade, who is another one of their cool characters. Um, she, uh, as you can see, very much here, has sort of lent into her bestial side and uh, she can draw on that kind of power of the bats and sort of sucking vitality from people because her weapon, uh, as you might have imagined from Monica, the Thirsting Blade, uh, will draw the Vitae from her enemies and into her own body so that she could use it to carry on fighting as long as there are things around to kill. So a very interesting looking bestial lord there for you to throw into the uh, mix of things. I just can't help but think how fabulous she is because I can just see her hand as a hand fan. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking she'd be a good Olympic swimmer. There you go. That too, yeah, yeah. Aerodynamic. Really long and slender with flippers. (laughs) You could do with handing that sword over to somebody to get the (laughs) divots. Ground true, yeah. Yeah. Although we see that with a lot of the miniatures from this collection, which is very strange. But um, apart from Kritzo, he managed to just find himself a proper sword. Well, yeah, because he's swanky. You, you find hey. that when you're yeah. when you're Lord of the Rat people. Exactly. Yeah. Just ask Corey uh, Feldman. <laughs> You've also got a couple of re-releases. So um, you may have thought that Curse City was dead and gone, but no, the miniatures still exist. Uh, and Games Workshop are able to re-release Radokar the Wolf separately and also Radokar's Court as individual buys. These will not be unstored on tabletop, unfortunately, because you can only direct order them from Games Workshop. But if you are so inclined to pick up the villains then you can definitely do so. When you say individual buys, do you mean each model on their own or what do you mean by that? So you'll be able to buy Radukar by himself, as you yeah. saw above, and then Radukar's Court, which is that set as you see there. So, All right, yeah. so I can't just buy that dude in the middle then. You can't buy Halgrim. I mean, I have Halgrim, but you're not having him. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yes, you'll be able to buy Radukar. I'm sure you could find him if you looked on eBay, but, uh, but yeah. I'll so. give you a Victor Kruger if you want. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Oh, man. Richter Kruger is one of the coolest models ever yeah, made. Yeah. Yeah, from exactly. Richter Kruger's Curse Company. That was yeah. an amazing set. Mm. Oh, Maybe you'd have 60 of them. And I've got, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I've got oh, two skele- You've got skeletons and Lloyd doesn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Has he got any bat wings on? Uh, I t- no, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he's, no, he's, dressed, he's dressed in um, Gothic German. Yeah, art. yeah. And all these skeletons aren't just like humans. There's dwarves and orcs. What's this guy called? Richter Kruger. Richter Kruger. You're not going to be able to spell it. (laughs) C-H-R-I-C-H? If you you put in the Cursed Company Warhammer, Yeah, just put put in the Cursed Company. You'll find it that way. Yeah, the lizard men, Skaven, Dwarf, Goblin, High Elf. And okay. orc. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. I couldn't spell it. Cursed Company. uh, (laughs) The Cursed Company. Yeah. Curse Company Warhammer and you'll find it mm. so yeah uh, but no really awesome to see these coming back and I love that they're going down the route of creating lots of different vampire bloodlines again they kind of seem to have sort of left behind the look of the Strigoi and that kind of thing although I guess you could say that they've been uh, melded into the flesh eater courts 
one point on the fleshy of the course. You know, a lot, you know, a lot of people are talking about the fact that Bretonians have gone missing from Age of Sigma. No, they haven't. The, the, the fleshy to courts are the Bretonians. If you read their law, it's very interesting. They are all ghouls that think they are noble knights and ladies and damsels. Ah. In actual fact, they're cannibals that are chewing on the bones of individ- of uh, their prey. So well, that explains the clothes. That does explain. He, he stole that off of your man. He just killed, yeah. and then that's why it was battled <laughs> to the death in the sewers with the rats. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I've given you up. Found the curse company. Uh, I can't find any decent pictures of them. They're all tiny. Well, they are very old. From uh, I, I've got a right dwarf with them in somewhere, but uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all of the new undead releases for the Soulbright Grave Lords this week. Uh, that will give you a, another head start for those people that want to dive in and play as this new death faction. Um, from all reports, the battle time is pretty good. So if you're more competitively inclined, you've got some really awesome things to play around with there. Uh, on the 40k side of things in the grim dark future poor boy looks like games workshop are basically <laughs> releasing everything that they forgot to release over the last couple of months so uh we have some new stuff on the way for the adeptus mechanicus they are getting themselves a new codex so the adeptus mechanicus will have a new codex will have all of the new units that have been unveiled over the past few months as well as some new bits and pieces here and there including stratagems and lore and ways to build your armies and theme them in different ways really nice new artwork on the front of that i think it's really cool really ties into that kind of grim feel of the adeptus mechanicus i love all the gribbly bits and the, the tentacles and all sorts of things flashing around there very very nice indeed uh, this all comes in support of a new miniature for the skatari marshal and also a new combat patrol set as well uh, so the skatari marshal is your slightly more as you might have imagined marshal character peter including your forces uh, so if you wanted to didn't want to go with one of the magos then you can go with one of these instead they have been tweaked and tuned so they are great battlefield commanders um, you've also got the new combat patrol as i was saying which is a entry point into the game and the world um, so these combat patrol sets have been designed so that they can effectively be played straight out of the box comes with the hq choice uh, as well as some troops and some elites and that kind of thing there's also that big huge heavy um uh, the i think it's a dune walker yeah. i think it's yeah. called yeah uh, which is included in this set um, so if you wanted to play around with the game with the sorry with the Adeptus Mechanicus straight away in the game, then you'll be able to pick this up and do so, which is very cool. You also might remember Pariah Nexus. Uh, well, that, that kill team set has now been split up into individual oh. components. So you'll be able to buy the captain with mastercrafted heavy bolt rifle. Oh, what a title. <laughs> uh, so he's new out in his new Gravis armor as well, as you can see there. I think it's called Gravis armor. Justin, correct me somewhere in the comments. Um, but um, yeah, it's a space marine in cool, fancy new armor. There you go. Um, I, I genuinely look at Games Workshop releases and see how many skulls I can spot on. People. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You can do skull bingo. That's yeah. the uh, yeah, skull it's like bingo. a drinking game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you drink it out of a skull, you get extra points. Uh, um, you've also got the new set of heavy intercessors as well. Uh, so a lot of people were lamenting the fact that they could only get the heavy intercessors through prior nexus. Well, don't worry, you can now buy them separately uh, alongside their slightly bigger heavy weapons. I quite like the look of this kind of like up armored space marine. I particularly love the guy with the the big badass heavy bolter in the well at the back. Looks very very cool indeed. Um, nice armor. It's armor on top of armor with a guy inside. Um, so Games Workshop are, are, are sticking with that at the moment, <laughs> which is which is kind of cool. Uh, as someone said, uh, when the new Eldar releases are going to come out, we're going to have an Eldar within an Eldar within an Eldar, and it'll be like a, a Russian doll of uh, of Craftworldness. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. This is what would happen if Pimp My Ride met Games Workshop. Exactly. <laughs> an Eldar yeah. and an Eldar. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we've also got a couple of new releases for the Necrons as well. Well, I say new releases. These are the ones, again, that were available as part of Pariah Nexus. You'll be able to pick up the Necron Chronomancer, um, which is a, a very cool-looking miniature. And also, the long-awaited Flayed ones have returned. Uh, they are no longer in fail cast. I mean, sorry, fine cast. <laughs> uh, so you'll be able to pick up the Flayed ones individually as plastic models. Still think they look as creepy and weird as, uh, as, as they ever did, uh, and, and I absolutely love them. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll be absolutely absolutely no use in the game but they, they look great which is They're really cool, cool. I, I still like my own storyline for the flayed ones go on yeah. which is in other way Terminator they uh, put a, a skin around a machine to infiltrate mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah I love the idea that the flayed ones think that's what they're doing and well, they actually can't, work, they, yeah. can't work out why all the civilians are running away from them it's like, why is your oh, face in your chest <laughs> we are other humans like you yeah. humans exactly yeah. the same humans <laughs> Why can I not feel love with my long claws? <laughs> he just, just wants a street. hug. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants a hug. He's just a bit misunderstood, these yeah. guys. I just wish to I just wish to love. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. it. Edward Scissorhands has had a very bad exactly. day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got a couple of new combat patrol sets that have been reve- uh, revealed for this weekend as well. So if you want to dive in and play as either the Space Marines or the Necrons, in addition to these new releases, that you can go and pick up these. Again, very much like the Adeptus Mechanicus set that we saw earlier, these are combat patrol size, so they're sort of set to the right power level to just dive in and start playing combat patrol right away. That doesn't necessarily mean it's balanced. I mean, it is power ratings after all, not points. Uh, but a lot of people I know are playing power over points recently anyway because they find that it, you know, creates those nice casual experiences on the tabletop. So a very good entry point if you're looking to dive in and start playing as Space Marines. As I say, there's also the Necrons as well. Um, so if you wanted to play around with those, you've got some really cool miniatures to, uh, to tinker with there, which is very cool. Both going for that slightly more sort of like behind enemy lines, sneaky stealth um, thing, I'd say. Although I would point out the, um, the Deathmark guys there can be made entirely as immortals if you want to, which is pretty cool. So yeah, very nice. It's definitely a way to do it. Oh, yeah. And there's also Lilith Hesperax is out as well. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> oh, Lilith. <laughs> yeah. uh, another release tacked onto the end of their 40K. Uh, but again, she's been waiting in the wings for a while. She was previously available as part of one of the sets that included uh, the Dark Elder, yeah, and the Sisters of Battle. Mm-hmm. So she's now available. And then, of course, you're going to be able to get the Sisters of Battle new release for that as well very, very soon when they do more stuff with that. Look, so, there, yeah. there's a new Eldar. It's on her base. It's yeah. dead, but yeah. that's probably the newest sculpted chest. That's the most Eldar. proportionally correct Eldar mm. Guardian that's ever existed oh, yeah. for Games yeah. in the last 12, 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just going sh- to complain about this for a second, right? <laughs> so, so here's my old Eldar Guardian that I showed mm. on the XLBS last week. Yeah. yeah. Here's the Spirit Seer. Look how much bigger he is than his, oh, his buddy. It's like, oh, I ate my growth powder. <laughs> you know the best part is before that that spirit seer came out and you were left with the old warlocks and farseers yeah. they were about a head shorter than those plastic exactly. yeah. yeah. at no so. point have they managed to get two consistently sized things out no, no they haven't yeah uh, <laughs> that's quite a thing but yeah it's like ducks on a wall yeah well Ooh, if the size of stuff the... doesn't annoy you you can get it all yeah. it's on tabletop.com. Yeah. Lots of Edge of Sigma, lots of 40k, and also this weekend on Saturday is the uh, announcement of their new um, Warhammer animation stuff for Hammer and Bolter because they just love screwing us over and putting out all their news on the weekends when uh, we've already shut the show. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you'll hear about you'll hear all the things we think about it next week. So, <laughs> oh, tender hooks, tender hooks. <laughs> 
So 3D time, people. Mm. What have we picked out this week? What juicy 3D stuff have we got to be looking at? Always with the juicy. Um, so this week we are looking at a relatively new uh, Patreon and collection of 3D printed miniatures uh, from Gloomy Kid Minis, uh, which I thought was a very fun little name. Um, so this is a collection uh, that is available over on my mini factory and also starting up on Patreon as well, uh, where you'll be able to pick up a whole bunch of fascinating new miniatures for you to print off at home. Ooh. They're also doing licenses so that you can print them for you know the likes of Etsy and that kind of thing as well, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but the main focus of these is that they're creating a bunch of miniatures that are more or less themed by the idea of sort of D&D &D, uh, and, and the monsters that you may encounter on your journeys. Um, as you see, they've got two different collections that are sort of set up. So there's a Darkson one, which would be very familiar to those people that may maybe have dived into D&D &D and played through that campaign setting in its myriad iterations. Um, so you've got loads of really awesome sort of creatures and strange twisted bugs and all sorts of things for you to play around with. That'd be perfect just... for your crit there, Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just put a, a normal crew warrior on the back of that and you sword. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so all of them, obviously, are uh, designed yeah. for sort of like 28 and 32 millimeter. Uh, mm. You download them and print them off at home and just have a little bit of fun with them. And what I think is quite nice, as you can see what we've seen here, you've got some of them that are kind of like rideable beasts and then you've got ones without the attached saddles and that kind of thing as well, That's which is cool. nice because it means that you can sort of play around with the idea of using them as wilderness encounters or maybe as encounters against um, full groups of NPCs mm. as well that are hunting you down, like guards of desert outposts in the wasteland and that kind of thing as well, which is really nice. Um, all of it's pre-supported as well. Um, so they've done all the hard work for you effectively. Just going to make sure you've got enough materials and you put everything into your uh, 3D printer right as you're doing all the cutting and stuff and... Uh, and out it comes so yeah. it, it's as easy as that says the man who's <laughs> never print, 3d printed anything in his life but yeah, so, um, but yeah there's a really nice little selection oh, of different them. things and this is savage half yeah oh, i so, love them they're great so obviously dark sun's quite a savage setting in mm. of itself in D D. it's obviously that leans itself towards slightly twisted and strange individuals so you've got things like the silt horrors you can see there on those savage halflings as we were looking at before um, so you've got a really nice collection of, of, of fascinating and unique miniatures that will be a little bit different from everything else that your friends might have sitting around the table as you're playing D&D. Feed &D. Um, yeah. me, Seymour. <laughs> I like the swirly water around the tentacles. Yeah, yeah it's nice. That's a nice touch, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, loads of different characters and stuff within that Dark Sun one, as you can see, scrolling down through loads of cool stuff. Again, sort of working into the idea of the almost um, kind of post-apocalyptic fantasy setting, I guess you'd say, which is, again, very fitting for Dark Sun. Mm. Uh, but um, some, yeah, some really nice little miniatures in here that will be uh, something alternative for you to put on the tabletop. I would quite like the idea of taking models like these and even if you don't use them as their specific miniatures within a game like DD, you could use them as alternative versions of familiar what familiar monsters hmm. so like rather than just put goblins down on the table put something strange and weird like bug people down and then they don't know that they're not they don't know that they're goblins kind of thing you play <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can really play around with it and have a lot of fun with the mechanics and stuff and sort of play around with consider uh, like uh sort of uh, ideas of what creatures are like in D&D &D. because I think one of the things that really hits a lot of people when it comes to um, fighting different monsters in Dungeons and Dragons is that you're like oh it's an ogre 
because I've fought ogres in four editions of D&D, I know how an ogre fights kind of thing. And you can't always put that to the back of your mind when it comes to diving into a combat. And so having weird and strange miniatures like these, and then either adding them to a template of an existing creature or doing something yourself and making something new means that you've got uh, lots of scope to, to put together interesting challenges um for your for your D parties and stuff which is cool obviously I'm you ready. could also use these as the core of your yeah. your army if you wanted to as well i'm really digging this Vespids, yes <laughs> lloyd is just a tower at heart that'd be pretty cool and i love this thing here where's he go this jobby here i'm thinking he, he just reminds me of some sort of creature from maybe starship troopers or something like that just yeah. looks like he's saying excellent does it yeah so, and you know what? And this just goes to show just how specious people are. He is just a the tavern keeper of the yeah, yeah. desert. Oh, yeah. well, there he is, just cleaning a pint glass. That's what he's doing his hand. But people come in, see him, think it's a monster. He gets attacked all the time. It's yeah. very aggravating. It doesn't help that he makes his beer out of his own bodily fluids. But no, you know, no other than that, that's, yeah. it's she own. That looks like Rhyhorn. Pokemon down It does look like the rifle on the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Does. Where? That's, that's, that's the top down of the Bulbasaur. Down the bottom. Yeah. Who? Where? On the right hand oh. side. There you go. Keep going right all the way to the end. Oh, the right. Bazrag Bone Claw. Yes. The there you go. Yeah. Bazrag. Pokemon. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool, though. Paint him up in pretty colours. <laughs> that's just the one collection. Well, yeah, where is yeah. he? In the collection. Oh. I didn't see that. Very um, kind of John Cartery as well, which is quite nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very cool. So yeah, on top of that, of course, we've also got the other collection that you can see uh, over on the My Mini Factory, which is uh, Nagas and, and Merlux. Uh, so for those who are fans of World of Warcraft, I, I really hope that that was all cut out by our mics and our audio <laughs> games. Oh, no, 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 I hope that's So yeah, if you want to play around as Murlocs and stuff uh, and dive into games, then you can do that as well. Again, would be very, very um, good as Kuatoa if you want to use them in D&D. Obviously, the Naga is also good for one tea, one tea. Sorry, um, but um, no, I have coffee. I'm fine. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, but you can yeah. also use them as the basis of your army in a fantasy game as well. Which is and the Murlocs, obviously, uh, being tiny, um, annoying gets who tend to swarm mm-hmm. are perfect to drop in in place of things like kobolds or goblins, exactly. or, you yeah. know, and people won't expect to see them, you know, coming out of a lake. In the middle of the night when they're camped. And it's the kind of thing where you get the inspiration from the miniatures and then you just add like one rule onto a unit or like a, a or a monster type and they change completely. So awesome. make them amphibian so they can breathe underwater and that kind of thing. Give them like a slippery skin or something so they can slip out of combat. And stuff. Mm, poison. Yeah. Give them a wah, wah, wah rule <laughs> where they can all work together. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I just love how some of the shields were turtle shells as well. Yeah. I thought that was a really it's nice touch. Cool. Shield toads. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really nice stuff. Uh, as I say, I think Gloomy Kid uh, minis is sort of more or less starting out uh, mm. when it comes to sort of 3D printing and, uh, and Patreon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as you've seen, there's a fairly, you know, large extent of miniatures within the My Mini Factory page as it is, but nowhere near as, as much as, as others. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're not fun to go and pick up and play around with. I mean, Hippokin, 
Who wouldn't want to mess around with Hippo Kim? We saw Elephant Warriors last week. Why not Hippo <laughs> Hippo Warriors this week? Oh, so. he's got a sword pistol. What yeah. pistol sword? And hippos are the most dangerous of mammals. So. Oh, look Certainly at him in Africa in the they little, are, yeah. Look at him in the little vest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The yeah, cannon on the shoulder. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Use these as alternative troll bloods in your hordes, maybe. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> They're great. Got your Brigadier Generals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so as well as the My Mini Factory, as you can see here, there's also a Patreon page uh, if you want to go over and, uh, and delve into that. I believe they've done a sort of welcome pack for this, um, which will allow you to pick up a whole bunch of um, miniatures just for getting involved and signing up for the first time. Uh, but then, as is the case with plenty of these um, Patreon pages, oh, that was a lot of peas, that was a lot of plosives. Um, uh, you've got... Um, Lots of input input from the community, sort of taking things forward and discussing what's going to be coming up next. You'll also get a package of STL files every month, which will allow you to download stuff and add them into your games. So if you're someone who is deep into D&D and that kind of thing right now, these are pretty damn good for... uh, for, He's like a rock steady type dude there. (laughs) Yeah, he is, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You just need a bebop. (laughs) You need a bebop. He's got. He's. Uh, uh, he likes definition. <laughs> he's been action man. Terrorist <laughs> <laughs> mind. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's cool. That's yeah, very cool. cool. Yeah. So remember to have a look around, not just in the two collections, but actually just scroll on down because there's loads of stuff yes. that hasn't been in. Oh, loads of stuff that hasn't been included oh, in collections. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just being that, that it's it. just one massive eyeball. Yeah, 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 that's the nothing for you. Mm. Yeah. There was one of those in the uh, initial starter set for D and D fifth edition. Uh, was included oh, as no. an enemy to face. Having, Spoilers for the early edition. Having <laughs> flashbacks to uh, Azul Nerub. Mm. Yeah, he, he clearly loves theirs. Like there's a quip. Yeah, clearly loves his uh, Warcraft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, just get it down and punch it up. Mm. <laughs> Man, every week it's becoming harder and harder to like resist the whole 3D printing side of things. I just go and open a cupboard and look at everything I have on painted already. And go, That's fine. <laughs> and we we I'll also have the be- we also have the benefit of uh, Justin. Who we do have a team, Justin. You, so that is true. Yes, you just make him print it all for you, uh, Lloyd. So. I'm surprised you've not been asking Warren to print all the Star Wars things for you because he's been going wild with all that recently. That's yeah. never going to happen. It'd be in one ear and out the other. Print stuff for Lloyd <laughs> or print stuff for myself. Mm. <laughs> Selective hearing. Print stuff for myself. And then I would feel guilty if he did print it because it would just go over there onto the pile of shame. Yeah. Pillar of Pride. That's it. Pillar of Pride. Pillar where my where my box of games workshop stuff is going this weekend as soon as it arrives. It's going for one of these tubs never to be seen again. I don't know why I bought it. They suckered me in again. I can't believe it. At stored on tabletop.com, just got suckered in. Can't believe it. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days.
Moving on from 3D printing is the shiz. Uh, we also have some awesome Kickstarters to check out, um, starting with one from Free Company, which is L4 Chronicles, uh, which um, we've been taking a little bit of a closer look at, uh, Jerry, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's a fascinating little setup they've got going. Uh, it's a fantasy skirmish game um, for multiple players. Um but the, the interesting thing behind it for me is it very much feels like uh, a fantasy infinity where whenever you activate somebody, you've always got to be aware of where other things are on the table because they can react to your activation. Um, and, and so you get this really in-depth gameplay. Mm. Uh, it's D20 based. And currently they have sort of four factions that they're working towards uh, with the funding. Each faction will contain three miniatures, but you're playing low model count games, sort of three to five miniatures per side, which means that you can really get in depth with the rules and, and how gameplay actually affects things. So um, you've got a lot of sort of status effects, like being able to crouch and creep up and stealth yeah. behind people, um, which is, is fascinating. One of the nice things they've done when they've been sort of generating the, the game itself is they have really nice stat cards that compile everything together because I know one of the problems whenever you've got a very intricate skirmish system like this with layers of rules and abilities is that it can result in a lot of book flicking but they've got these these really nice uh, character cards that have all of the stats down one side and then have the weapons attached to it and so where it says you know um a weapon's power is equal to your toughness, then you just look to the right of the card and see the toughness. Or if you're looking for the number of strikes, some weapons will be based on a set number of strikes, so a set number of attacks per turn. Other ones will be based on the stamina of the wielder. And again, if, if it says stamina, you just look. If it says strike two, then you just know you've got two dice. So it, it means you're not having a ton of additional rules scattered throughout various places. It's all there for you already. And the mm. four factions that they've built up um, are, I suppose, very anime-esque uh, is probably yeah, the best way to look at them. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, you've got just, the, the Sand Kingdom, the Coalition. There's yeah. one of the Kickstarter exclusives, I believe she is, for this. Um, yeah. yeah. We might have some minis that could possibly cut in here, some painted mm. ones that might be in the, might be arriving I'm yeah. saying, Mike, because I'm not sure if they'll be in the edit, but if you're seeing them, they're in the edit. <laughs> yeah, so the, hopefully we'll be seeing the Hellion League and the Empire of Suga um, winging their way to us. But uh, as you can see, the, the the core basis of the game is is this fantasy world that they've developed, and there are two ways to play it. So you can play a standard player versus player game you, you know you get your faction i have my faction and we go off against each other but then there's also a solo or co-op story driven sort of player oh, versus cool. environment game um which is at the moment there's only a couple of test scenarios done for it but the plan is to expand this into like a narrative campaign so every game will then impact the next game depending on how well you get in or out mm. of these various things as you go along and you can see like the colossus is a massive figure in fact i think angel heraldas has just posted the painted colossus on his it's facebook huge. page this week and it's it's mm. amazing looking um so the, the monsters are are coming um soon uh so far we've only see, really seen the renders except the the, the Angel, um colossus but the the actual core uh 
infantry figures that they have are great. And things like the Earth Elemental is a big beastie that can come and club your face in. But the Golem, uh, the Golem could be a little beastie, but also one of the the caster abilities is to summon. So you, you can, can summon, summon imps, creatures, yeah. summon gargoyles, yeah. summon uh, golems to come and fight with you. So even though you're playing like a three to five um, troop or warband game, you could end up with an additional figure. You, you can over. Pokemon it up. <laughs> yeah, you can bring extra stuff with you. If you're lucky, if you get the cast off at the start of the game and, and bring it with you that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really fascinating the, to see this sort of game develop. They've a really active um, Discord community, and yes, and, that's and great. The, the beta rules are uh, up and available for people to get in and, and have a look and a tinker around with and see if they can break them so they can be fixed before they actually get right <laughs> printing. Because that's always important uh, yeah. when people when people get a beta rule set is to give constructive feedback, not just the "I don't like" dot dot dot, but go this we found is overpowered or yeah. this this yeah. clashes with this because there are interesting mechanics within the game like stratagems so you have a strategy phase at the start where your leader um, can do certain things and it depends on the build up and makeup of your trip which can be one of these four factions or mercenaries and the mercenaries don't get the the strategy interactions that the the actual faction members will get so you can bring a mercenary who's a bit tougher or a bit better but the the offset of that is they won't get whatever the the troops abilities are um every turn because they're they're not one of that faction they they've just been brought along and i like how they're they're doing the campaign i mean they haven't funded yet but they're very close but there's yes. still weeks to go yeah but they have this nice mix of stretch goals being uh social media driven type things mm. and also um monetary ones that they would normally have so the mm. one where one of the empire of suga characters um if they hit 2000 likes on face page and they're about 1700 ish at the moment um then that will be unlocked as a mercenary then that's oh, cool so some yeah, of the things cool. are just ways to open up and expand the mm. uh the, the makeup of your your warband so you're not just as restricted by factions and it gives a bit more uh build uh to the, the initial sort of games as well mm. you've Did you paused lloyd for a, a snigger no, no, no. I'm just no. enjoying this artwork because it looks, okay. it looks weird. This particular <laughs> bit of artwork. Uh-huh. Yeah. It looks like it looks like the Task Mage Explorer is going into battle with a baby bump. <laughs> just, just here, I'm not. It does, just, yeah. <laughs> I can't unsee that. Just whatever way that's. Yes. <laughs> just whatever way that's come out. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 I, I you do you. The oh, thing that was really, I see. It's a thigh. Don't yeah, yeah, it's a thigh. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I was really impressed with with, uh, with this in particular after looking through this and sort of in the run-up to it over the last couple of months has been kind of the depth of, uh, well, and the process that they've gone into for the game. Hmm. Like it's been definitely one of those ones where, as you say, I mean, they've worked on the beta rules, but they have lots of people playtesting this all hmm. the time. And I think that's very important for a game which is going to have those kind of very unique interactions between a small group of individuals yeah it's not like you're you know putting tr- you know masses of units against another where you know handles or things are coming off the board you need to make sure that everything's very nuancedly nuanced and balanced i yeah. think when you come into games like this and also like they've done lots of work on the law and the background to make sure everything feels nice and asymmetrical and, and different and unique as well so um if you're, if you're interested in this and um 
uh, you're over on on tabletop at the moment you can you can check out their game hub or we've got a couple of articles that they put together uh, mm. about kind of like the core gameplay mechanics and the different factions as well and then of course you can come and check out the kickstarter as well oh, yeah. yeah no it's definitely worth having a look at uh i want to say beer and pretzels beer and pretzels mm. uh youtube channel has done a couple of quick let's plays yes for the yeah. pvp and pve version so you can mm-hmm. they're like 15 20 minutes long so you can see kind of how the mechanics work yeah uh, so it's a d20 based system so there, there's a lot of flexibility in there but i i like it i like what they're doing and yeah. here is a link to the, the yeah rules. so you know like the rules you can so, check out all their social uh profiles and everything as well if, so. if you click that you will come on over here and you can nice. actually get Get a get a gander to what's going on. Ooh, yeah. really nice artwork as well. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly a labor of love for them. That's yes. not something that's been uh, yeah. sort of quickly thrashed together. What I like size the fact that, did you say this were, Jerry? Uh, I think they're aiming for thirty-five mil. Ah, there, there you go. go. Here's so, the page. Perfect time. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So it's, oh, very, it, it's very heroically proportioned, yeah. I shall say. <laughs> so, yeah. so bear that in mind. Yeah, so I think anybody who's, anybody who's currently playing anything vaguely Games Workshop-ish will be, <laughs> will yes. be of the similar size, you know, they're, yeah. that, that sort of size. But these are, um, yeah, from what I've seen of the renders and the miniatures people have been showing off, they're, they're a bit sleeker. They're, they may be the same height, but they don't have huge ham hands and massive heads. Mm. So they look like humans. Again, going yeah. for that kind of more anime manga yeah. vibe, which is cool. Yeah, so, yeah, so some well, interesting bits and pieces. So what were you going to say? Sorry. It's a well-rounded out Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. yeah Very nice, much so. Nice minis, good layouts to the rules, even though like it's just the betas and yeah. cracking artwork to go along Amazing. with it. Amazing. And there's thing because, the, because it is a skirmish base, you have that, you know, not everybody likes it in RPGs, but encumbrance. So you can't just go, I'm going to put all of the equipment on this person. This, <laughs> this person can't move. Yeah. Um, so you have to, you know, whenever you're you're setting your warband together and you're getting them sort of set up, you're going, okay, well, I can give this uh, person a shield and a, a massive weapon, but then they're partly slowed down because they've got a huge weapon. And also whenever they go to strike, they're opening themselves up so they're not as well protected, so the shield kind of is negated. Whereas mm-hmm. if you give them a sword and board, as they say, or you know, a, a, a shorter ranged weapon that means you have to be up close and in base to base, then it means the shield becomes more effective and you're using it like you should. And also you can slam people in the face with it, which is always mm-hmm. good. That's I, cool. I do like shield bash. Yeah. I think they were saying that they they'd done a lot of work to make it feel like it actually was like a clash of arms between two individuals mm. where it's like a back and forth and that kind of thing, yeah. which is nice. So. Yeah. I mean, there's some really, really interesting little mechanics and, and sort of combinations in there as well. So you've got that whole sort of synergy basis of your war band, um, mm. where you, you can break it to go for somebody who's bigger and going to do more damage, but you lose the synergies then of having like a pure faction would bring you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because you can get in and attack 15 times in a turn with your swashbuckling blade master, you may discover that you're only ever going to wound on a one, a <laughs> um, yeah. but because they're not designed to take on massive armored targets. So you mm. have to, you have to consider what you're going to be up against as well. Mm. I have to look more into the PVE side because it is like an AI mechanic. That's um, right. I haven't, I, I, haven't I haven't dove into that as much yet. Um, mm. but certainly the, the PVP side seems to be 
nailed on fairly well at yeah. the moment so yeah. so yeah see that's what i'm quite intrigued by that side of things because it seems like like literally as lloyd was saying about it's all coming together and being fully rounded mm. the law and backstory in this become seems to be quite implemented into oh, yeah. all yeah. the factions and yeah. that's fantastic and hearing more about the pve side of things it's definitely, yeah. definitely there's one that to give you a rough very rough idea because like i say i haven't really got into the pve side yet but in stargrave slash frostgrave if a wandering monster can't see anybody if nobody's in the line of sight uh then they'll go randomly in this you have a hundred and if you're moving you've got 360 arc but you have a 180 degree line of sight to begin with and in this if a, a monster can't see anybody when it activates the first thing it does is turn around in case somebody's sneaking up behind them so you'll, right. never get, you'll never get the position where somebody is just right behind you and it just doesn't notice as you continually stab it in the back of the neck hoping to kill it you know goes can't see anybody there are you there or oh, you were there Mash. so so there's some interest because i haven't seen that before I'll, generally people have these you know, 360 degree arcs so it never becomes a factor but at the same time i prefer the fact that you can attempt to sneak up in your own turn using mm -hmm. stealth and shrouded and abilities and all the rest but if you do fail to get up in time then there's always the, the possibility they'll turn around and ruffle stump you nice. and as you can see here there's quite a few sort of um rules breakdowns and let's plays and stuff that is already on the internet for it so if you're yeah, interested so just scroll on down on that kickstarter page and you'll find yeah. these mm -hmm. videos so the, the beer and pretzel ones are both English and German. Um, and then they played uh, a game themselves on Tabletop Simulator with mm -hmm. the, the the actual design team. Um, although obviously Tabletop Simulator is a bit clunkier because it's Tabletop Simulator. It's hard to maneuver things in there. Um, but they both gave a very good idea of how the game plays through. So yeah, I like it. Yes. Sweet. Here's the team. Not a very big team to have no. to be behind such a good. Yeah, yeah. Project. Yeah. I'd say they seem like they've taken their time and really thought about it, which is very important. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so 27 days to go, very close to being funded. I'd be very surprised if they didn't hit that funding goal very quickly based on, yeah. on, on what we've been looking at there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Right, peeps, to round us out, we have one more Kickstarter. We do, yeah. So uh, we're looking to PSC Games, who are back on Kickstarter, uh, this time with a licensed board game uh, for Prison Architect Cardboard County Penitentiary. Uh, I, think, I, I, think, I think we looked at this before. Was it news or something? I think we I did. remember. We looked at it in the news, little Lloyd. We did <laughs> It's just not uh, getting any better, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but in this game, you're going to play as a... Oh, no, I'm going to stop it now. Okay, right. So you play as a warden who is looking to set up the best prison in Cardboard County. Oh, it was a warden impression. Oh. Yeah. I was being a crazy American <laughs> warden. Uh, <laughs> So can't you tell I role play all the time? <laughs> I see, I see, I see. But anyway, um, yeah. So this yeah. is a game for one to four players, uh, which involves a little bit of a mix between bidding mechanics and tile laying as well. Uh, it's based on the hit PC game by Paradox, uh, which mm -hmm. you will no doubt know from playing on uh, that strategy game digitally, where you are trying to set up a prison and try and make it the best that you can. Uh, in this game, they sort of tweak things a little bit, where obviously you're all competing against each other and sort of the uh, sort of way that rounds are broken down is at the start of the turn, you'll get to bid on different elements of the prison for you to add into your own tableau. So you can start up with- uh, What am I looking at here? Is this the video game that, that I'm is, looking at? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can bid for elements uh, on the, the tabletop and then use them in your own tableau, as I was saying. So you could bid for rooms that you can add. So there could be cells. It could be places for them to That's go cool. and um, dive into recreational activities and that kind of thing as well. It could be bathrooms, kitchens, and that kind of stuff. You can bid for staff that you can use then to then look after the prisoners in your facility. Or you could also bid for policies, which you can use in order to get additional victory points and stuff and okay. certain um, set plays into action. Then once you've bid for these elements, you put them down together in your tableau and you build up the prison, as you might have imagined, in Prison Architect. Um, and then you then have to make some choices. So you could go for the sort of, well, there are a couple of different routes you could go for. So you could go for low-risk prisoners, which you're trying to rehabilitate and get back out into society. Or you can take on the high-risk prisoners, try and make them slightly more comfortable, look after their well-being and all that kind of thing, and also make sure that they don't break out or start riots and all that kind of stuff as well. This is all done through looking towards uh, sort of key tenants that are set out by the prison board that you'll have to try and fulfill in order to get yourself um, the victory points that you need. You can see this kind of process of the tile laying and stuff, as you can see there uh, on the tabletop. I I quite like tile laying games as it is. So yeah. this one already appeals to me. And it's also Prison Architect, which I've played quite a lot of. So yeah. it also quite appeals to me. I also like the idea of having to balance different kind of economical elements in this too. Um, so you yeah. Just start a massive tent. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Yes. Just do that now. Yeah. yeah. No, unfortunately not. I think they, uh, no I think Sheriff the, the board Joe would, uh, yeah, Shame. would frown on that. But, um, but yeah, uh, as I say, works for between one to four players. Um, so they've got uh, a nice player count for this one. Uh, the rules are available for you to go and check out over on their Kickstarter as it stands. They've got a couple of different pledge levels. Uh, so you can dive in and pick up uh, sort of like a basic pledge level, which comes with, uh, I believe actually all the pledge levels come with the main game and a couple of expansions, but you can then add on additional bits and pieces and i believe there's also codes for the video game the pc game as well if you want to pick that up too and they're also doing um, additional packs they're doing stretch goals that will look to add like funky new um screen printed uh well i think it's heat printed uh meeples and that kind of thing as well which is really awesome that's cool uh, so if you like meeples like me you can play around with that as well which is nice um i like oh. do the box tidy as well as handy yes yeah um, that's an add-on that more board game people should really think exactly. about adding. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what's really interesting for me with this one is I've played it anyway. I've played it on uh, PC. Mm. And I'm really seeing this being translated over to a board game. It's fundamentally the same game, but it's mm. not, if that makes it. Yeah, it yeah. It's is- so, yeah. This is where it gets weird for me, though. You're playing the, a board game version of the video game, but you can play it Digitally. You can play it. Inception. Yeah. Uh, but no, I really like the, the look of this. Uh, and another thing that should be pointed out, and it's something that the designers talked about as well, is that obviously, in essence, you're running a prison, <laughs> which is full of yeah. prisoners. Uh, but they have um, talked to uh, sort of like a lot of advice, and I believe someone who was Where? on their team was actually part of, well, had been in prison and is now uh, out and talking about rehabilitation and that kind of thing. So it's as much as uh, them talking about answering questions of the, yeah. the incarceration system and that Did kind of thing. Did you say as well, so, yeah. that you can get the rules somewhere on the Kickstarter? Yes, there should be a uh, rules download somewhere. Um, I, I did find it earlier. Um, it wasn't that how to play, but... Was, no, there's a uh, specific, oh, um, well. like, download the beta rules. Because, uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it is there because I did see it during the week when I was looking through this. Um, maybe they've removed it at the time I was filming this, but um, yeah, it was definitely there when I was looking at it. But um, 
But yeah, so as I say, uh, uh, you know, they're mixing together a little bit of the fun. Ah, We're also we um, sort of answering a couple of questions as well, and maybe you know, bring up some interesting talking points with your group as well. As you can see, there's the big, the, they've got a disclaimer at the front there where they talk about all that. But um, and it's hard, just a nice little bit of fun, as I say, uh, with uh, Prison Architect. Uh, really, really good uh, PC strategy game, uh, and I think it's uh, one that was ripe for translation into uh, a board game. Um, version of it um you don't often need board game translations from video games but i think this and um i think the city skylines version of the, the tabletop game was also pretty cool as well um so yeah i think strategy definitely works when translated over in this manner 100 uh, yeah very cool so yeah uh go and check that out if you want uh, i think there's about 17 days left from the time if you were uh, seeing this so um yeah. Yep. Just keep screaming, this isn't Norway, and pack more people in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as you can see, not funded yet, but still got plenty of time left on the campaign if you want to go and get involved and, and check it out. So, yeah. Right, peeps, all that wraps us up. Um, get ready for the XLBS. It'll be coming at you on Sunday if you're a Cultic Games member. Mm -hmm. If you're not a cultist, come on over to ontabletop.com and sign up for a free trial. It's a no-brainer. You can jump in, and you can see our beautiful mugs on Sundays as well mm -hmm. as we talk about hobby and and things that are on our mind, like last week we were talking about people not really caring about the quality of the rules in a game. Yep. They were yes. more con yeah. concerned about like the sort of the aesthetics of it and the uh, and the general settings and stuff. Yeah, and we had a bit of a debate about that. But until next week, oh yes, get your get your comments in for that Team Yankee prize. Don't forget yes. about that. Don't right? forget. Yeah. No. But until next week, happy gaming, peeps. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.